0: Brett Chang.
1: And I am Jay Rosenthal and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, February 21st, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes.
0: Okay, so Jay, there was a survey done and it found that 60% of Canadians are done with inflated tips or creeping tips, whatever you wanna call it. And they say they would prefer a model where service charges are included in the actual cost of what you're buying. What are your thoughts on tipping, Jay? Would you rather have the tip built into the pricing? Do you like tipping?
1: I think the same 60%, would feel the opposite if service was included in the actual bill. So I think that could go both ways. I'm pro-tipping, of course. I think there has been tip creep, but I'm okay paying with it. It's sort of the cost of doing business, if you will. But I'm not surprised that many Canadians are fed up with it.
0: I think I'm anti-tipping. You know, I think obviously you have to tip in the current system, but what I would far prefer is a system where people are just paid fair wages and that there is no obligation on me to decide whether or not they've done a good job, but they just have a consistency to it all. I'm happy to pay for that. And I know some places do that. There's a coffee shop just down the street from our office called Fix Coffee, and they just pay people fairly and they build the tips into the price of the food and drink that you get. So I prefer that.
1: So you think we're looking at a societal shift anytime soon?
0: It's tough. You know, many parts of the World, they don't tip at all, right? And so it's not crazy for us to think that this could happen at some point here, but it's just so ingrained in our culture that I don't know how they move away from it. Even if people are done with it, I think it's just part of the culture now.
1: Brett, aside from your views on tipping, what do we have for Peak Dolls today?
0: Well, for our first story, we've got Goodbye Golden Visa. For our second story, Chinese interference in our elections. And for our last story, Big Red Booths.
1: For our first story, if you're a you know zillionaire looking to ditch winter and live it up on the Portuguese coast, we have some bad news. You can no longer buy your way into residency. But Portugal sounds pretty good right now in the middle of winter. What is happening to residency?
0: So Portugal will stop offering so-called golden visas, which grant non-EU nationals residency permits in exchange for investments into the country, starting at about half a million dollars. Now they're doing this in an attempt to tackle a lack of affordable housing.
1: Portugal introduced the scheme a decade ago as a way to grow investment investment in its real estate market following a bailout from the EU and the IMF in 2011.
0: Now, the program raised about $9.8 billion, 90% of which went into real estate, with Chinese investors accounting for half of the 11,628 permits granted.
1: And it matters because the economic boost comes at the cost of jacking up housing prices, as Portugal can now see. It also provides an avenue for tax evasion and money laundering and lets not-so-upstanding individuals, well, find new homes.
0: Now, bureaucrats can also develop a case of sticky fingers. 2014, Portuguese officials were booked for taking bribes when issuing golden visas.
1: Sounds like a problem from the start. But in Canada, the country has a business immigration program that grants residency in exchange for starting a business. Quebec, the only province to set its own immigration policies, also has an immigration investor program.
0: Now, the bottom line is that programs like this tend to last until enough opponents emerge for them to be scrapped. Across the world, that opposition is growing. Last year, the EU came out against golden visas, and both Ireland and the UK have ended their own respective schemes. For our second story, you can now add electoral influence to your list of things the West and China are fighting about, along with spy balloons, research funding, and real estate investing. Jay, what is China up to now?
1: Well, it's no secret that China's influence around the world has been rising, but after a recent review of CESA's document, The Globe and Mail reports the country went so far as to attempt to influence Canada's 2021 election.
0: Now, Chinese officials were reportedly not pleased by the liberals' growing criticism of China, but viewed a liberal minority government as the preferred election outcome.
1: China's tactics allegedly included cash donations to campaigns and having business owners hire international Chinese students to volunteer on electoral campaigns.
0: A security task force set up by the Liberals did not publicly raise foreign interference alarm bells back in 2021, but there are some indicators that China's efforts may have affected the campaign.
1: The Conservative Party lost ground in some ridings with high Chinese-Canadian populations, despite increasing their overall share of the popular vote. And former party leader Aaron O'Toole alleged foreign interference cost the party up to nine states and... Let's continue that sentence, his his leadership post.
0: And this definitely matters because Canadian relations with the world's second largest economy reached a low point after the arrest of a Huawei executive in 2018, and they've continued to sour. Just this week, the government moved to block some Chinese-Canadian research partnerships.
1: And to zoom out, Mm -hmm. on the topic of the Chinese spy balloon that floated into U.S. airspace and was subsequently shot down, The Lancet's Richard Horton wrote, whether provocation or mistake, the long-term result will be a further erosion of trust between the West and China. And for our third story, if you've been on social media, you've probably come across a pair of red boots that look stolen off the feet of a claymation clown and wonder to yourself, what are those things?
0: It's a great question, Jay. And I saw them recently. I think Diplo was wearing them courtside at like a Nets game. But our collective and design studio, Mischief, is behind the big red boots, which have been making waves since images of the design leak this month. They've been seen since on the feet of celebs like Lil Wayne, Janelle Monae, and wrestler Seth Rollins. But not Brett Chang yet. Not yet, yeah.
1: And this is the Mischief's first viral footwear rodeo. In 2021, it sold 666 pairs of its Satan shoes, which were just repurposed Nike Air Max sneakers that contained a single drop of blood, through Mischief repurchased the shoes for buyers after Nike sued them.
0: Now, after starring in TikToks that racked up millions million of views, the big red boots went on sale Thursday, letting fashionistas worldwide look like Astro Boy for the low cost of $350. Now, if you want a pair, though, you'll have to hit up StockX because they sold out in a flash.
1: According to the Wall Street Journal's fashion columnist, Jacob Gallagher, the boots are quote-unquote, squishy inside, but CrossFit studios could invest in them as leg weights.
0: And here's why it matters, Jay. So high fashion has proven to be an inflation-proof sector as luxury goods companies continue to report record numbers, and it could do even better this year. Goofy as they might look, the boots could signify an ongoing cartoonish, quote-unquote, silly era for fashion. And I welcome the silly era, Jay.
1: Yeah, let's hope so.
0: Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to Canadian business news podcast in Canada.
1: If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a glowing review.
0: And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com.
1: Thank you, Brett, and have a good day, Peak Pals.